When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back. Hope you're enjoying our uh, first show back. Uh, now, new segment, 10 Minutes Smoking Camp. <laughs> Let's start with an old favourite, Slice of Denon. Yes, Denon, this is off your uh, award-winning podcast. Uh, mate, what do you got for us this week? Mate, i got the great Ben Hannett, the omelette. Uh, he was obviously, uh, we were at the, <laughs> the Broncos together. And uh, so you I just know, ask you the omelette. Okay, where does that is that like is that like because of like he's got the guts hanging over the scrambled eggs? Okay, yeah, a bit okay. of scrambled eggs. Yeah. Uh, the big fella, but one of the fittest uh, average rigs I've ever seen. Really? So as in very average rig, but goes all day. Mm. Uh, but the Benny Hannett, the the polar bear, uh, he he tells a story about you know basically two times being dudded by Wayne in contract negotiations. Yeah. But I, I thought it'd be really interesting to show, to talk about how I think the landscape has changed where young players don't really cop that these days. Now, we recently saw Carl Opalupo, I think that's how you say it, uh, at the Broncos. It came out publicly because he didn't get what he wanted in the contract. Now he's at the Bulldogs. And so I thought it'd be interesting to show the difference, I guess, in generation. So I was 17 when I moved to Brisbane. Mm. Uh, I was supposed to play just Colts. Yeah. And I ended up playing Queensland Cup the whole year. So I worked oh, no really way. hard. And I mean, you play the whole year in Q Cup. Is that when the Broncos essentially approach you and say next year you'll be in the first grade squad? That's what I was hoping. Yep. Yep. So Wayne Bennett pulled me in like scary as hell. Like yes. I'm a young, I was 18 years of age mm. kid. I'm in a meeting with Wayne Bennett to discuss money and contract. Yep. I was actually on 25000 that year. I was on $7,000 to be at school. Yep. So I got paid to go to school and $25,000 mm. to live off yep. as first year out of school. Mm. And I had a job on top of that. So I'm thinking, mate, I was supposed to play Colts. So I'll go in for the meeting. Go in there and Wayne Bennett sitting at the table. Didn't crack a smile. Nothing. Sit down, Ben. Sat down. Look, we're in a bit of a predicament. I'm going to offer you $7,000. You won't be training full time. You can take it or leave it. But that's all this one-year deal. Take it or leave it. I remember sitting there just going, what is going on here? I remember just going, what So a downgrade. This? Downgrade. So I got offered 7,000. And there's a few boys actually signed. I think he did that to a fair few of the boys yeah. that were in that predicament. Yeah. And uh, and some of the boys signed and stayed. Yeah, and I had that moment where I was like, same thing again. That moment I had to grab in me pants. <laughs> see what I said. I was like, no, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Yeah. I said, Wayne, what did you expect me to do this year? What was your expectations for me? Mm. And he goes, mate, well, do your best. I'm like, no, no. You signed me up. You told me I've got to play Colts. Mm. Now, I exceeded your expectations. I played Q Cup for the full year. Mm. So I exceeded all your expectations, and now you want to offer me less than half my money with no opportunity, and I don't swear. Like, I'm not a swearer. Yeah. This is as bad as it gets. Yeah. So says, you know what you can do? You can grab your contract and you can shove it up your ass. That's <laughs> what I said. And my heart's racing. But I'm like, <gasps> I was like, I'm crapping myself going. I'm having to stick it up to myself. And I swear that was the moment when Wayne Bennett got respect for me after yeah. that because then he tried to call me back and have a chat, and mm. I walked out the room. And luckily, I had the Roosters chase me. Ricky Stewart was keen for me down there, and yep. they offered decent money. Okay, so coming back to the Broncos, though, was that like, how did that come about? Because obviously, you left a bit like feeling undervalued. 
that's when get... that's like I said, Wayne Bennett Wayne Bennett respected me. Yeah, okay. When I left the room, like the next, like he was on the phone to me when I left the room and said, "Look, I want you to be a Bronco. I want you back here. So when your yeah, time's wow. up, I want you back here." Yeah. And we kept in contact and, and in touch. Mm. And Wayne Bennett actually called me up and said, "I want you here, mm. and I've, I've got a deal for you." I was like, "Awesome!" And this mm. is when I was coming off contract with the the Roosters. So he said, "I've two year deal. It's one hundred and fifty grand a year for two years." Mm. I was like, "Sweet." Awesome, done deal. Awesome. I had no manager. Did it myself. Hung up. Went and told the Roosters. Straight away, I got dropped to reserve grade. <laughs> and yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the year went on, finished the year off. And then all of a sudden, came the end of the year, I'm like, ring Wayne up. Like, hey, still waiting for that contract to sign. Like, I just assumed it was yeah, all done. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, Ben. I forgot about you. I spent the money. The cap's used <laughs> oh, up. Oh, my God. So that's why I had to go work at the Rock Lee Market. So I went back to the Broncos in 2006. When we won the premiership, I was yeah. on minimum wage, $52,000. So I just bought my first house and investment. Just got married. Just had a kid. Just bought a new car. Yeah. So my life, I thought, you know, this money's coming in. And, yeah. And I couldn't even afford to pay my mortgage and all the different yeah. things. I had that moment where I wanted to feel sorry for myself. Poor yeah. old man. I was like, no, you weak prick. Yeah. You got a choice. You can man up, find another job. You need to find a way to, if you don't want to give up all this stuff, you need to do extra. So that's why I got the job at the Rock Lee Markets. No way. And I, I was thinking I got paid like $16 something an hour. Yeah. And I was up, I left my home at midnight. So I have to get up before midnight, mm. leave home at midnight on the Gold Coast. I lived at Varsity Lakes, drive to Brisbane at Rock Lee Markets, throw boxes of fruit and veg <laughs> around, and then go on and train to try and find my way into the first grade squad there. Wow. Yeah, wow. That and is. What a story. <laughs> oh, oh, mates. What a, There's a new chapter Wayne, for the Wayne Bennett book. <laughs> into Sticky. And of course, Sticky, Thomas Sticky, mate. I heard him out at the Rock I said, mate, good for you. Shake hands with his reserve grade cage. <laughs> I tell you what, Wayne, that's a cold creature. <laughs> oh, mate. And, and just, I guess, it shows you that what we were speaking about earlier, where he is known as a man manager, but doesn't make him a perfect man. And I think that, you know, you look at a guy like Ben Hannett and he realized what I want to do. I, I want to win premierships. I want to be playing with guys like Shane Webke. And, you know, a lot of people would look at that and say, omelet, what are you doing? Why would you, you cop that for a second time? But guess who got the last laugh? The omelet won a premiership that year. It's mm. very funny comparing now to back then, or even like when I first signed at the nice 1990 clubs had the whip hand because of the depth in the competition. Mm. So they used to say to us all the time at Newcastle, Hey, listen, this is what we're offering you. But look, if you don't take it, no problem. Just go for a, play for a Sydney club. And we're going, oh, no. Going into big, bad Sydney, we're not doing that. Yeah. First year I signed at the Knights, I signed for $2,000 uh, for in 1990, the under-20s. And second year was $5,000. So first season, $2,000. Second year, I'm going to be a millionaire, five grand. <laughs> I turn up first uh, for the training, and they called me in, Alan Bell and Alan McMahon. They said, mate, what have we paid you for this year? Oh, I said, oh, I'm five grand. They went, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, you know, things are a little bit tight. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll give you $200 a game uh, if you win. Nothing for a loss. $200 for a win. And I went, you know what? Deal. Right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, second part of uh, smoking camp, community service time. If you've got an ambition to build a successful business, here's Denon's guide to building a business empire. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, wow. Denon, quite seriously, you have really <laughs> built your business right up from the ground up. 
What can you share with people? What can I share with people? Well, I can share. It's not necessarily an empire yet, that's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, no, I guess uh, from a business perspective, uh, there's it's there's there's th- something called the known unknowns and unknown unknowns. And so there's things you know you don't know, and there's things you don't know you don't know. Mm. And I think with business, there's just there's so much that you just are so unaware of. All of these tiny details, like you think you have a great idea, you think that you work hard. All of these things that are a recipe to to do something good, but it's actually it's on all the tiny details every single day that uh, in a business that you just it, it comes out of nowhere. Whether it's like legal, whether it's mm. you know trademarking things, whether it's dealing with staff, dealing with people, it is honestly it is such a especially if you're the founder or you know running the company or whatever, it's like a almost like you're trying to play multiple instruments at once. Um, You mean supreme leader. Yeah, sorry, apologies. (laughs) Yeah, apologies, supreme leader. Um, But yeah, it's it's extremely, and also if you start your own business as well, like you don't ever stop thinking about it. Like it's in your mind 24-7. Dana, can I ask you, because you have built up your business, seriously, it is uh, done extraordinarily well and just grows year by year. The genesis of the idea Mm. of Bloke in the Bar can you tell us where were you? What happened? It's funny. So the idea for the name bloke in a bar. So I had, there's a, my podcast initially was called the locker room. The idea for the name bloke in a bar actually. So I always, always of the mind. I don't want to uh, talk about the actual game and commentate on the game in regards to weekly talking about, you know, who was good, who was bad. Cause I wasn't confident enough in saying, you know, critiquing a player, but I never wanted to bag them. Yeah. And so I think Cleary. Hopeless guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Two years later, he wins a couple of premierships. Um, and so basically what happened was is Shandor Oil actually reached out to me, said, mate, I'd love to do a show together with you talking footy. And I said, oh, mate, like I, I'm just not confident that I, I'm, I'm good enough to be able to critique someone without doing it in a negative fashion. Uh, anyway, so I was like, you know what, this is what we'll do. I'll set the whole show up for you. I'll edit everything. I'll give you the cameras. I'll tell you everything you need to do. You just got to sit down each week. You can talk footy. I got Gerard Gaggi involved, got Eric Growth involved as well. And each of them had their own little five minute segment. I would tell them the topics and edit it all and release it. And, but we didn't have an, uh, an idea for the name. And basically it was just, I woke up one day and had the name, like as in woke up and I was like, bloke in a bar. That's the name, bloke in a bar. Okay. Pushing through doubts. And particularly people on the outside saying, oh, mate, you know, it's a big commitment. I don't know. I don't know if this will work. Jeez, I tell you what, you might be, you know, out of your depth here. Mm. I think, look, if you haven't played sport, I think sport gives you a lot of confidence in in being able to overcome certain adversities. I think I've also been, me personally, quite open to taking risk. But I think you just got to ask yourself, like, if you don't this, if you don't start now, then in 10 years time, like how many times have you, you, you sat there and you go, you look back five years ago and you go, could you imagine if for five years I was doing mm. what I was supposed to do and how big it would be mm. like, and that, that feeling of regret and, and I guess being too caught up in that, Oh, what if it doesn't work? Or what if this, like, I just, I don't, I think you just got to put that aside and go, A, if you don't have kids, you have to start now. Like mm. kids is obviously a game changer for a lot of people. I understand that. But just start now and start small and just, just be consistent. And it could be something, if not, all good. How much do you think your empire is worth? <laughs> and when are we uh, cashing it in? And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how much it's worth. Come on. Give uh, it, how much are you worth? Have people tried? Have people bumped and, and tried to buy you out? Have, oh, look, I've had approaches of people you know, wanting to get involved. 
Because um, apparently Wayne wants to give you a two-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many millions are we talking? Yeah. Are we talking, are we talking 20 mil? I honestly don't He's know. He's pointing towards the sky, guys. <laughs> 20 million. You're worth 20 million. No, no. Keep going. I, I have How much no are idea. you worth while we're at it? What's that? <laughs> oh, you know, look. I don't mean net. I don't, I don't, I don't mean net. Look, Webby, I don't even think about money. It's not important to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about the game. It's about the game. <laughs> it's about the game. <laughs> um, no, look, valuations are, are fickle things. They really mean nothing. If, if you run out of cash flow, if you run out of capital, your valuation's zero. Mm. So... The beer game is a tough game. The margins are slim. Um, so valuations really don't. You could throw out a huge number if you wanted to, but they don't really mean anything. Dairy farmers talk a lot about you know, the Woolworths and the Coles mm. and you know, how they have the whip hand on them. Like, okay, businesses like, you know, the Bottlows and mm. the pubs, you know, that, a lot of times, imagine initially they've got the whip hand on you. How, how, did, you, how did you work with them? Yeah, it's, it's really tough. It's more because, so basically you've got the huge conglomerates like CUB and that, these huge beer uh, conglomerates and they have all other alcohol. And they, they're in a position to be able to go to pubs and say, you know what, if you put our beers on tap, you, we sign a contract that says you've got to have 80% of our beers and they usually have a massive portfolio of beers, so, but we'll build your taps for you. But, you're, but once they build the taps, then they're contracted for the next five years, whatever. So then you've got a lot of independent or people starting up you know, let's just say it's 50 different beers fighting over one or two taps. It's it's starting to, I mean, some pubs are starting to try and change that because they want to yeah. be able to help the battler that's coming up. But because it's just, it's like in any business, if the big dogs, the established players, they're going to find ways to maintain their, their dominance or their hold. Exposure. So what we're seeing a lot, uh, uh, bloke in the bar, we're seeing a lot more like at the boxing, you see it uh, on the ring aprons and things like that. Well, who makes that decision? Is that you? Denon to look and say, right, I'm going to do some placement there. Mm. So exposure, we, we've been really lucky because the the plan from the start with my business was in any retail business, what's the, the biggest expense? It's usually marketing. And what is the hardest? You know, everyone has a great product. Everyone, you know, there's a standard of product usually, unless you're a, a first mover or first to market, like for example, Stoner Woods Pale Ale, mm. unless you're that, your product's pretty much like everyone else's. Now they, they, they've, they differ slightly, but the, the quality is there. So my goal was always, if I can remove the expense of marketing, then the lifetime of my business and the runway of capital is essentially infinite. Whereas if I'm a business that is saying, okay, I've got, you know, 5 million or it'll go smaller, $500,000 to spend on marketing. If I don't capture a big enough audience with that $500,000, then my runway is gone. And so the good thing about Bloke, you know, being the big platform that we are in the podcast is that we use that a lot for a lot of exposure. In regards to the, the, the beer um, at the boxing, that was more just them reaching out to me. Yeah. Now, eventually, we will put capital in like mainstream advertising, but at the moment, we just use our own platform. So, excuse my ignorance. So, the, the locker room out at, at Sydney Olympic Park is that you? No, that's not me. That's not me. Well, they, they, they they've flogged your, your name. Mm. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. It's He's going to get a war with the laundies. <laughs> is that the laundies, is it? Yes. Um, that was heaving when I was out there for the Chili Peppers concert. Yeah. Yeah, so but we actually do, they actually, um, we do our big live shows there. So gotcha. We work, That's what I thought. We work with them, yeah, for sure. They, they've been fantastic to work with. So say you are, say it is worth 20. That would be, there wouldn't be many, there's not a hell of a lot of okay. NRL clubs that would so, be worth 20 million. Can I just say, when you say 20, I look at Den, Den and laughs. Oh. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't oh. get out of bed for 20 million. He's actually patting you on the head there, Webby, like saying, so okay, get 20. If, yeah. I, if I was worth 20 million, I wouldn't make it to March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. That's a lot of. 
A lot of charity. This. A lot of charity work. I get paid today, I'm worried. It's a lot of beer. <laughs> right, uh, Dan, don't forget the little guy, okay? Oh, we'll oh, take oh, a break oh, after oh, the break. Hey, Thanks for lowering oh, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on the 88th Immortal next. <laughs>